welcome 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 everybody how you doing good to see you all this is citizen central the monthly podcast going over star citizen where we bring in a couple of guests and talk about some uh star citizen stuff this time i've got a good panel for you all we've got people that you probably know maybe a couple of folks you don't you know i I don't think any of these people are really relevant but i thought i'd bring them on the camera today and (laughs) talk a little bit about what we're expecting from citizen con coming up in a couple of weeks so thank you so much for joining us like i said this podcast is every month we do it live here right on the youtube and twitch channel and the good folks will give us uh, about an hour and a half two hours of their day to hopefully give you a little more entertainment than i can bring you let's start out though with our guests Thank you so much for joining me, guys. Uh, let's go from the top-hand corner. Board Gamer, if you could introduce yourself, maybe what you do. We'll get right into this after we're done. Hello, I'm Board Gamer. I produce consistent, constant news content on Star Citizen. I suppose that's probably all I do. Uh, and I'm not allowed to swear. They are? <laughs> no, no, no. If, now, here. But, but if it's so British that the American people can't understand it, you're good, remember? I'm, I'm pretty sure that they'll understand the the feeling <laughs> ah, they're Americans. it will come across yeah <laughs> all right well thank you so much for joining me today board uh always okay. uh always an honor to get to speak with you you are the 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 central news source of of star citizen in my opinion so this should be some good opinions coming from you that's not true it's cig i just relay 99 percent of what they do they wait, are wait, the central i was i was told you work for cig is that no, that's that's not true. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm it's sorry. It's money that I deserve if I, if I did work <laughs> That's my money. They're withholding payment. Well, yeah, I heard you and Mike were working for this. I don't know. We have to figure it I out. I swear to God, if Mike is getting paid any money by CIG, I'm going to be okay. living. Don't tell him. <laughs> Ollie. Board, board gamers. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Avoid. Board gamers, the reason why the average star citizen cannot read. Hey, there it is. We, we depend on videos. It's a compliment. I, it's, <laughs> I mean, it, it is a compliment. It, it works. It is a compliment. Uh, Ollie43, my man. Welcome in. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. Uh, where can... So tell us a little bit. Tell the folks a little bit about your content if they don't know who you are, or maybe they do, and uh, your enthusiasm. Honestly, that's... I love your enthusiasm. Um, I'm looking for that in the show today. Okay, oh, cool. Pressure's on. It. Yeah, pressure is really on. Everybody uh, else has to be I, negative. I'm Ollie43, the enthusiastic one who can swear, but won't. Can swear. Um, I make YouTube videos playing Star Citizen. And um, yeah, we were talking about this before. I don't stream, but maybe I should. Give it a shot. One of these yeah. days. Hmm. Um, Salty Mike. Yeah. I don't, I don't think anybody doesn't know you. You've been on here quite a few times. But uh, for those who do, Salty Mike is the most generally white knight person uh, in, in Star Citizen yes, you can yes. find. Yeah, yeah the, the Star I, I Citizen the cult most, head. Yeah. I make the most consistent and constant rain on your parade content. And um, <laughs> that's what I'm here for, is to just make, make you feel bad. <laughs> just ruin your day. <laughs> yes. Put it on the books. You are succeeding. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. All right. And, and, and Void Dude, my man, uh, let the people um, know where you're from. I'm Void Dude. I run a YouTube channel called Voidy Vids, which is objectively the worst stars and content ever made. Um, and I've recently started uh, streaming on twitch.tv slash Void Dude. Um, yeah, that's me. 
And you, yeah, you, you, uh, Space Tomorrow, you popped my podcast cherry. So it's good to be back. Thank you for having me. Always, always happy to be helping out the community in those ways. Uh, sometimes a podcast cherry needs to be popped. Thanks for joining today, man. I <laughs> uh, appreciate you coming through. Yeah, Void Dude does, does good videos. So we've got like, this is actually a really nice balanced uh, panel. Ollie and Void, you guys both really focus on like gameplay videos and then salt and board you guys are very much about like informing and sort of distributing news and uh ruining people's day i guess as you said so mm. <laughs> so i i look forward to seeing how your expectations clash but like you guys have all heard getting in here we are looking at citizen con it's coming up in a couple weeks uh we've gone through the normal information drought leading up to it um as with every year they have hyped it up i feel like this year a little bit more even than normal and it's a two-day event and uh mm. there's like a lot of expectations with squadron and jump points and like all this stuff let's let's like simmer it all down to the important points and what you guys are realistically thinking might be happening before we get into that though how's the game treating everyone we just got 320 and then immediately 321 PTU and like things are kind of all over the place. What's what's going on with you guys in Star Citizen right now? Anybody feel free to start uh, us off. I have to jump in. Yeah. Like, um, I think it's really cool, the jump point thing. Like, I know there was a lot of debate whether or not it was deliberate. Did it go in the patch and it wasn't meant to be? But... As the, as like, we, if you don't know, like a week went on and like one day we had the pyro jump gate and it was graphical glitches and it kind of felt like that was an accident. And then the next day we had another jump point and then they fixed the graphical and then we had the last one, Magnus, and then you could actually get to them without having to ask friends to get there. And that was really cool. I, I loved that. Um, from as someone who got into Star Citizen properly fairly recently, I loved, I think I talked to both you both podcasters here today about my journey of like enjoying yeah. discovering star citizen and then getting to the end of that yeah so it was really cool to be able to do that again but also with the community like it was kind of a first experience and also everyone else is kind of finding these jump points and exploring them i thought that was cool so i'm on a with, high right now with those jump points i think it's almost certain at least from my point of view that the initial discovery of them in that first 3.21 patch was an accident because they were glitchy. Mm. They didn't look great. And why would Cloud Imperium give something like that to us without testing it with um, significant Evocardi tests that would have been leaked out just before CitizenCon? Why are they gone? What? Have a little bit of a taste that, that we... Uh, oh, because they, they've been starving us with CitizenCon stuff. And then to suddenly just go, whoa, have something. It just, it doesn't feel doesn't feel legit to me it feels like it's an accident huh yeah that i i i i've seen i've heard people debate about that and i have wondered i mean it does seem like they clean them up pretty quickly uh they were discovered in the code first right it's not like somebody just stumbled upon them yeah they are mined i assume yeah, yeah they were data they were data mined and then the the actual locations were data mined and people found ways to get there there's debate there's debates whether how people got to them um as well which is like which is another argument for like it probably wasn't done on purpose like how do you get to magnus without cheating yeah, i mean that's, uh, that's with some some people that's argument. impossible 
Well, apparently it, it, it is. You can you can quantum jump off of yeah. each other and it slings you, but it's, wow. there's an argument of how long that could possibly take and how do you even point in that direction. So how does the seven or thirty K before you manage it? Yeah, mm -hmm. so there's like a lot of things that are there. I don't I don't necessarily think it's on purpose, but I, I do think that it was awesome. And I do think that they knew how awesome it was. So they went and cleaned it up as quickly as possible because it was helping generate excitement. And why wouldn't you want to uh, do these things, right? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't you want to experience this stuff? Yeah. It was, do you think it, it was meant for a announcement at CitizenCon? Like, yes. oh, we've added the jump points. Absolutely. There's, there's a patch today. Yeah, yeah. You can comes play in the three twenty one live patch. Absolutely, yeah. yep. So not that, that we would be jumping through them, but I think no. that <laughs> it was spoiled. Yeah, for sure. Well, with but, that being said, then do you think there's anything missing that would they could still have as a surprise of introducing them? Because the stations are working, the visuals are there. The gate, the gate. Yeah. Okay. The gate, which, yeah. which will probably be shown at CitizenCon, right? Like sure. almost certainly yeah. will be a mission where they go and look at these locations where the gate is. You can visit those locations now, just not the gate. Yeah. Deliver a box to the gate because an engineer has to go and like fix some stuff. I think Morphologist hit the nail on the head. He made a video about it and said, this reminds me of the World of Warcraft days where you would have a portal going to the next expansion for a period of time before that expansion. And that yep. that was an exciting moment for all these people and all these things. And I don't know, man, I caught a lot of flack around the, the, like making like little jokes about this thing. But I've consistently thought that this was cool. And once Morph said that, I was like, it really hit the nail on the head of why it's so cool. Is it gives yeah. that opportunity for when we are able to jump to pyro the entire server is going to be sitting there waiting to get through the gate and it's going to be awesome it's you know exactly like like if anybody did play classic wow before burning crusade came out that that portal had been in the in, in the I can't remember the zone's name but i mean that portal had been there since day naught and yeah. everybody who knew anything about the walk warcraft lore knew that that was a portal to the outlands or whatever it was called mm -hmm. and yeah I, I get the exact same vibe from this right and that is super super exciting my the, the thing that I feel about it is that anybody looking from the outside into Star Citizen at the moment could very easily get the you know misinterpretation that Pyro is here. You know what I mean? And yeah, I just wonder. <laughs> I, I wonder how much uh, not damage, but like further further upset that could be causing in certain people's like view of the of the project. Right? That's my opinion. I mean, it's definitely like it gets hype going. And I think one of the big mm. questions now would be like, how long is the Magnus and Terra jump points going to be sitting there and not actually used for? Because I mean, it would be, I, I'm sure in three years time, four years time, if Terra still wasn't there, there would be plenty of posts, pictures, jokes about how like, oh, mm. we're still looking at this jump point this many years later and nothing's there. And um, I'd, I'd be interested in knowing why they added all three instead of just the pyro one first if there's any significance well, to that or they just threw maybe, them in there maybe they just want stanton to be as complete as possible yeah like, having all those locations yeah. that makes sense right yeah I'll i think we're reading really too much into it where's our like, Aaron I, halo belt gates then give me them. well yeah that would that yeah. would be nice but i think we're reading into it maybe a little too much because mm. once you go to pyro then you get additional jump points and yep. then it's just the choices of which ones they want to connect to next for mm -hmm. whatever reasons they decide to connect to them, right? Mm -hmm. And then will you complain as much about this pyro jump point or this uh, Terra or Magnus jump point not working in the Stanton system once you get additional ones? Like, I think the expectation would be Nyx would be next and so on and so forth. But I, I can't remember from the star map, does Nyx connect to pyro? Does Nyx connect to 
So what you look like, you know, Borg. Yeah. So yeah, py Pyro next Odin. So I, there I you go. Yeah. It's like a little path. So, yeah. so maybe that's the plan. And I don't think anybody would be too freaked out about that. Right. Also so, very yeah. Warcraft in the, you know, you mentioned the first area had a portal all that time. So obviously it would be kind of nostalgic to come back to Stanton by that point to actually yeah, it go. Yeah, finally to, works. Yeah. Mm, back in my day. So <laughs> what about... We only um, had a hangar and we were happy. <laughs> <laughs> only land at this station and it was called Porosa. Um <laughs> So do you guys think that there is like this... A lot of people have always called for, oh yeah, you guys should put like put this in the game and don't tell anybody for exploration purposes and like all this stuff. Now it's actually kind of happened with these jump gates, but people data mined and found them. What's your view on the idea of how they could put things into the game and leave them in organically, but then if data mining finds them, it sort of ruins it. There's a lot of conversation around that. Do you guys have any point of view from that? I'm going to jump straight in. That is a symptom of a problem of modern gaming. There are no secrets anymore. There are no, there is no such thing as exploration in most games anymore because, you know, if, if the, the second you start following a game, the, you watch a trailer, you know, so much stuff has already been spoiled. Um, and Star Citizen is one of these things now where every, I don't want to put it negatively, but I can't think of a better word right now. Every, every like, kind of like scrap that gets put into patches these days there's no magic behind it right because like we're just consuming the stuff like 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 mad people but um i i think it's up to individual players themselves to just pull back and like let the game get to a point and then jump in and then you'll you could seriously experience like you know a, a lot of great stuff that star Citizen has to offer and i think it, it just comes down to players man but the modern gaming is is very harsh in that regard it's it's there are no secrets anymore is it important that there's any secrets at the yeah. moment though like at the moment it's the game is in development they need to be testing this stuff and i want to be wowed by star citizen and secrets and explore the universe once it's done at the moment mm. i want to help test it but yeah. is it but ever going to be like an on-off possible yeah. yeah is it is, is it is it always going to be like this format of content like obviously the game will release at some point but it'll always be there'll always be a ptu is my point i guess right what, Maybe. what they, at like, least during the alpha yeah i don't i don't see a, a world where we don't ever like i don't see a point where we the game gets released and then we don't have a ptu anymore yeah because that I would agree. require them to change the way they develop the game which i yeah. don't think they would do yeah they would just continue to have the ptu and have yep. people test it and obviously there's per, there's reasons if you want to get on the ptu you have to be a subscriber or spend a certain amount of money and that obviously is worth something to CIG. So I don't see them removing the PTU. So I, I think it's sad, the whole data mining thing. I love it. I Like, I was checking out the jump points. It was a cool leak or whatever it's called. But it does make it sad that we're never going to be at that point where, unless you, like Boyd said, ignore it, you're going to be able to explore Star Citizen in a way that is 100% organic because that information mm. will be out there. It will be a on a wiki page or right. whatever. I don't think Bored or I can do like I know Bored is a min maxer and I'd like to play that way too. Like, how can you possibly avoid if, if you know other people are doing things that you can't? Like, that's just that's like one of the FOMO. things that I mm. yeah like I, I play games to me. Yeah, I, I'm complete opposite. I hate spoilers. Please don't. Yep. Spoil I hate. I hate but the them, thing is, but I hate when other people are are using like a data mine situation to get ahead of you or something like mm -hmm. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's, the thing that's is, there might be 
there might be sort of content types and you know like forget what it's called now probably it's not rastar um you know like like in skyrim you've got some kind of or maybe it's um I can't remember what the, the the technical term that they used for the actual mechanism by which they spawn interesting things near you, right? So it's like you know you're you're just busy playing Skyrim, and then there's a certain amount of and this is very uh, what's his name the the guy with the, the board the, the the guy who disappeared and starts as a developer. What's oh, probability name? volumes and Tony Z. Yeah. Oh, Tony Z. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the probability <laughs> volume type stuff. I mean that 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 type of. Um, gameplay exists in a game like Skyrim where it's like you've got a, a, a random chance for something to occur as you're busy adventuring right and they, they I mean they've like fine-tuned this stuff down to a T where they know like every 40 seconds to a minute or every three minutes something has to happen in Skyrim a dragon must spawn or this must happen or whatever that same concept that's what I understand from when Tony Z gets you know, going on about um, uh, the quantum all that kind of stuff it's like you'll sit down you'll play Star Citizen and then some kind of event, something will trigger as you go and make your way through the universe. This is like the final vision, right? Something will trigger, and that kind of stuff could never truly be spoiled or data mined or, or ruined for you because that's your personal own like that. adventure that you're going to have. I, I'm, I'm hoping that that's the primary content of Star Citizen at the end of the day, right? Because like you can only do Siege of Orison so many times before it's like, okay, I've done enough if, Siege of Orison kind of thing. If those sort of sort of roller coaster missions, those theme park missions, have enough modularity to them and enough. Um, sort of um, dynamic content to them, then it is going to be a lot harder for them to be as spoiled, right? Mm. Well, it's still going to it's going to be a description online of how to optimize them, and if you want to participate with that, you can. Um, but I also think there's going to be content which is very very dynamic that that you can't possibly data mine in the right way. People will know like there's wormholes spawning that might take you to different locations, but they don't know where and when they're going to spawn and things like that. Mm. Exactly, and that's. That's part of what they've been built. I mean, it feels like they've focused a lot on building that. Even Elliot in chat right now with the missions team, they've been showing us kind of the variability in the missions that they're doing. And I agree with you, Void Dude. I mean, as far as a mission in space goes, if you look at like any sort of space movie, like those quests are always just fetch quests. Like the, the whole Han Solo movie is literally, hey, grab this thing and fly it back to another place. And like random stuff pops up you know you get a pirate here you get like a weird gas cloud that you can't get in have to go around here you do that in star citizen what, and it's what entertainment yeah yeah what, what we're technically talking about here is emergent gameplay essentially right and now sure. it's become a bit of a buzzword people maybe don't like hearing it i guess but if my the reason why i'm so passionate about star citizen as a project is i, I honestly still believe that they are putting enough of the foundational pieces in place so that meaningful emergent gameplay can take place for you during any session, right? Not annoyingly, so I think it's gonna be an incredibly fine balance between like making it annoying and making it like functional, interesting, meaningful content, right? Like I think Salty, I've seen on your streams many times chatting about um, the engineering type gameplay. At what point does that get correctly implemented and it is, fun and feels good when something goes wrong with your engines and now you've got to like change your course completely make a detour make a stop fix get fuel whatever the mechanism is i think i i, I personally feel that they're putting enough foundation in place over the long term um to make that kind of stuff interesting right to to, to, to hopefully you know I, the balancing act is going to be tremendous but that's kind of my hope for stasis and and and, and that possibility for emergent gameplay is what's going to make it special I have to jump in and sorry and no, say I completely uh disagree void that like I 
if the system is like, if you're doing X, we're going to throw random stuff at you all the time, then, or if you go to planet Y that no one else has been on, what's the point of me doing anything decisively? Because regardless of where I go, and regardless of what I do, I'm going to get thrown the same content. For me, the multiplayer aspect, it works for Starfield because you're on your own but i think the element of star citizen is the people make add the randomness right and and i still have control if i go to planet x and there's nothing there and there's nothing to do okay today i didn't find anything and it makes the highs even better but if i went to planet x and it spawns in activities and things all the time it makes me go well i might as well just not think about where i'm going or make a decision because it's going to do it anyway it doesn't matter, like, you can start to see where the cogs are turning, whereas if it's, if it, everything's placed, then, you know... Yeah, you it becomes decisions. very transparent if your pool of emergent gameplay opportunities is very finite, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, every time you log in, one of five things is going to happen, and you get bored of that very quickly. That's kind of what I'm hoping it's not going to be like, right? But I, I do think that that's going to be part of the magic source that this game would eventually be, but... You know, is it, that's even still the vision in the absolute long term. I don't know. That's... I do like that as a. I do like that as a point, though, Ollie. Like dynamic versus sort of decisive, immersive mm. content. Intentional. Yeah, there's. I think they're. Oh, go ahead, Tomato. Well, there's. There's definitely got to be a balance. I mean, you can't just like. Yeah. You can't be flying, and every time you leave the space station, they're like a pirate has come across you. Like there's gotta be, mm -hmm. that's that whole quantum probability volumes. Like, oh, if you go here, this might happen more. And there's gonna be, so, this has to be so much fine tuning with this sort of system. Cause like you guys are saying, there's two different approaches. Both of them feel right, but they have to kind of provide enough content in either direction. Yeah, I just think that the, like Voidy started with emergent gameplay, but I think everybody defines it maybe a little bit differently is, I think you get what Ollie wants with that's emergent gameplay, but also, I mean, if we look back at like all the Tony Z talks from, from way back, he was always talking about probability volumes based off of all the little quantum AI flying around and doing their thing. And that there's a chance that you would see those things. And when you did see them, they would be informed by what that little quantum AI might've been doing. So what they would be wearing, what they would be using and what, thing you would experience would be defined there but i also don't think what ali is worried about space is huge so the idea of constantly being barraged with these things in similar ways that we are on starfield i don't expect that to be much of an issue i think you're going to be able to make the decisions that you want to make but then also have a couple of choices occasionally come across you so the world doesn't feel as boring as it currently does now at times um to to have the choice to go well there's a you know princess peaches over here i'm gonna go save her or whatever or nice crossover you know yeah, <laughs> or or something else like that. I think that there there'll be an opportunity for for both. And uh, you know, if you look again at at Jumptown, Security Post Korea, and some of these other situations, you're going to be guaranteed to experience other players. Whereas salvage missions, maybe not, right? Or mining, maybe not. But you know, so there's hopefully again a really good balance. But it's it's one of the things I'm the least concerned about is. I suppose what you want is with that, that is you, you want it to be like the spice and the seasoning added to that direct yeah. content, 
You want to go, this yeah, dynamic exactly. conflict is happening, but I don't want it to be the main focus. And I don't want to just go, oh, I can just play, I can go forward in a straight direction yeah. and the game will just make content for me. I don't need to think. Mm, yeah, I wouldn't like, want right. that at all. And I think that's what Ali's saying is that yeah. that would be dangerous, right? But if Ali, let's say, wanted to to um, run some cargo to Brio's breaker yard, he should be able to. But the, the opportunity for maybe... Uh, a giant, like, this would be, like, the mega rarest opportunity, but a giant Idris to just pop in and start raining down fire on you and, like, you and your org fight them off. Like, I think yeah. we would all want that opportunity to happen sometimes. Like, yeah. I think, it, yeah, I think, crap, I think it's just right? percentages, right? You exactly. Scaled back to, like, one or two on the dial. Exactly. Yeah, but, I mean, exactly. if it happens, it's cool, but you don't want it yes. every time you get in your ship. And yeah, you don't want fully like, behind. What, 100%. What, it's like a pacing thing, right? It's like if, yeah. if the pacing is healthy and it doesn't become too transparent, I think, you know, that, that yeah. that's going to be a winner, right? To completely agree with Ollie on that point, for yeah. sure. It's uh, uh, probabilities, if you will. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Probability volumes. That, that well, That's going to be the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking forward to, I think, uh, this is actually a great segue into our main topic for the day. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some more of Quantum at CitizenCon, but not in necessarily as just like a panel that gets talked about, but like something more akin to maybe how we saw like FPS scanning last year, an actual application. I don't know how they would show that, but getting into kind of CitizenCon expectations and stuff, Let's start with quantum and the economy and updates like that. Tony Z, however you want to approach it. Do you guys think we're going to see anything on that this year? It was on Twitter, wasn't it? Who wants to see some more Tony Z? No, Did they no, say no, that no, the that, official account? No, no. You got duped a little. You just had a boomer moment. Look at the date. <laughs> what? It was from <laughs> 2020. It yeah, yeah. But it was but a retweet from a random person that said. Typically, Star Citizen is about three years behind. <laughs> Right on schedule. This year. Oh my Good god, did point. I get boomered? Oh, you no, got boomered, dude. You had a boomer moment. Yeah, it, it was a it was a fan that retweeted a three year old tweet. Gosh, wow. they get you. Yeah. So I have a question. So did Tony Z do anything last year? I can't remember. No. Nothing. He did nothing no. for the company. He got, right. he got talked about. So I, had a holiday. I have to blow all your minds and say I don't think I've sat through a Tony Z thing as it happened. I've watched them in the past. Oh, so, they're great. I'm so excited for you. Yeah. No, I'm actually so, I, Is it confirmed? That, that implies that you think you're going to see him. No, no, no. I okay. Part of that was sarcasm because the, they can get long. Uh, I would say the systemic, the system of thought one was probably the longest. But they're they're good talks. Like quantum as a system is a beautiful idea. It looks really cool. It seems like it'll be the backbone for an amazing game. But Bobby, I'm pretty sure you've heard the jokes. Like. We've heard a lot about it, and generally, it doesn't come in in any obvious way. Um, mm. And it, it, it not only does it not come in, in an obvious way, it's like we don't really get that many regular updates about it. It doesn't show up on like sprint reports. It hasn't really gotten talked about on the monthly report until they just started the economic team. So it's like yeah, a, they've got the, the economy team now, though. So. Yeah, yeah. What, so, what's the development team that's taken over, or like is that that's helping with it, or whatever? Remember the name of that team? I can't remember. It, it there's a there's an a outside company that was helping along with it or something, and they put it in a month report like a oh. Moon Collider ago. was agent. There was there was Moon Collider, not Moon Collider. Was, what was the other one? I can't remember, but there's some but there's some team that's helping out Il with no, it. No, not Ilphonic. Ilphonic was no. Star Marine. So when Oof. was the last time we heard from Tony? 
two years ago. And nothing in like reports or monthly reports. Literally mm. radio no. silence. Yeah. And it's he, a meme and it's that, not... that he's asleep. He's just he's in cryo sleep and they're waiting for it's a little nap. And have yeah. they said he's gonna be there this year? No. No. Will you guys be surprised well. if he's not there this year? Game Horizon. That's I, the one, guys. Okay. Thank I wouldn't you, be surprised Jeff. if he's not there. I don't need Tony to be there to hear about the economy. Um mm. But I think I would be surprised if there wasn't any talk about it. You know, look at look at like this, the gameplay that they're bringing in. They're talking about um, actual cargo hauling with the whole sea. They're bringing in space stations to kind of shore up their trade routes. Like, I feel like we can't go another year without the economy no, making moves. We can't, dude. There's no way. We, we've said that about so many things before. It's true. Like, no, but this for many is, years. But, like, but we're but we're <laughs> at like on. we <laughs> you can only say it so many years <laughs> the economy hurts man like cargo hauling is a thing now the cargo you refactor is a thing Hulsey is yeah. in the game they gotta do something you gotta re you gotta recognize that this is the first year that the 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 status of the game has actually affected the funding negatively so this is the first year like you can actually say something like guys we got to do stuff we got to do something because it's not just a, a money printing machine anymore by just drawing pretty pictures you got to do they got to do something now and i think that's one of the things that they have to do is that they might be feeling the pressure a little bit and and got to do that stuff and i i just want to see i don't care if i see tony z or not i want to see the game horizon devs there sharing their work with us that's what i want to see um if if anything around quanta that's what i would like to see um because okay. whether it's a tony z talk running his mouth about all the th possibilities i don't care i want to see the actual work you know and see it functioning which they did show us the one time right they showed with the pirate dude, players yeah. well no they they showed quant uh quantum with uh players like actual players like it wasn't fake like i knew the player names some of them uh on the original time where we saw the little dots going around so like oh, yeah? it has so it had some functionality unless they just put random usernames in there and i just happen to recognize them i i always wondered if say. that was if that was real or not like when they were like oh yeah these are real players playing the game right now that, that'd be i cool. believe it was yeah yeah so i mean we can always be like oh yeah they can only say this so many years but i do think that over these last couple of years with the lead up to uh, server meshing and then specifically with that sort of huge period before pes um i think they've set the expectations now differently like they've always done it based on their own messaging but now it's also kind of like the way the game is actually developing from 3.21 coming in so quickly with replication layer to pes actually getting in the game and like messing things up it feels like now they need to meet they need to meet that calling with their actual development or else yeah. um but the sentiment's going to be worse than it was this summer, and this summer it was not great. I, yeah. I think I think they're still on this year to make a record-breaking amount of money with CitizenCon and the Intergalactic Aerospace Expo. I think, I think that's they're fair. Six and a half million down from what they were previously, for, for year on year. Money's so, good. Oh, for real, that's it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Oh, it's about okay. six and a half million. Yeah, I'll, take it, I'll take everything I, I, I just said back. I thought it was much further. I don't follow it as much. But I, I thought it was much further off than that because, like, people were showing large percentages off. I think for certain months, yes. But ah, before, okay, so okay. Yeah. Two, two or three months, they've been relatively bad compared to their previous ones. But yeah. overall, for the year, they're only about six and a half million or seven million. I feel yeah. like 
more expensive. Star Citizen though, yeah. community are desperate to love Star Citizen when it's not working or yeah. when it when they, when it's not delivering is what I mean. It's true. 100%. So I feel like as soon as CitizenCon, if they only need like one or two things to absolutely hit, and I think people will it will reinvigorate a lot of people instantly because they want to love this game they've already invested in. So I think I think to your point that, you know, people are kind of losing, you know, they're kind of tired and waiting and they need the delivery. I feel like they only need a little nudge because they're waiting to be nudged, you know? So, so I, I think they'll be fine by the end of the year, personally. Like, what do you think? Year on year. We have like several different kind of like big things that they've been working on, like bounty hunting, engineering, the star map. Like there's, there's some pretty significant stuff. What do you think is going to be that big nudge? Like the actual highlight for most people. Just a, a big ship, I think. Because it, I, I, I know. <laughs> oh my god, so they're disgusting. Who just, just, who just made that sound? Was that tomato? Yeah. Somebody just got disgusted. I feel like that's all reaction. they need to do. Just, just <laughs> oh deliver a big ship. I think that's literally all they need to do. I, I like actually finish it, Ollie. Like deliver it in the game. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. Make a track and flyable. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. they've got um, is it Perseus? Perseus. So, uh, I mean, Polaris. Okay, yeah. Polaris. What if they... So they're working on that. So all they need to do, I know it's not coming for CitizenCon, I don't think, but if they just said this is coming out in two weeks, you can well, pre-order so it for a discount. How would you feel if they had the Idris and the Javelin flyable by players at that point, or one of them? Well, I mean, that would be, cool. be big. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be even better, but I don't even think they need to deliver that to get the reaction that I'm talking about. What? I, I still think that what they can do, which is relatively low-hanging fruit, is persistent hangers, or, or not even mm. not even true persistent hangers, just the instantized hangers that are the steps towards persistent hangers. People going, look, I've got a hanger that I can customize to some degree, yeah, and that no, I can invite my friends to, um, and that I can use as a, a, ba a base of operation, which has these, those freight elevators. Cool, we know they're working on it. It's probably almost done. I think Star Citizen is is such a hey, look at my cool X, right? So big ship or persistent. Like if you, if I had friends that I could bring into Star Citizen, <laughs> I would say like, <laughs> I would say, guys, look Craig's at this hanger that is mine. I've got a little, there's my cargo corner. There's some of my uh, flyable little one-seater ships. There's, there's a Connie sat in the corner, whatever it is, I don't know. But like, I think that will bring a lot of people back because they'll be like oh cool i got my own hanger i think that would be massive actually yeah. so yeah, yeah hangers or a big ship that you can go look i bought a big ship i can't fly on my own but it's great in my opinion the all of the stuff surrounding the persistent hangers freight elevators like manual cargo loading seems kind of like a shoo-in at citizen con because that's something that they've been working on all year like we can tell it's kind of like probably the patch after 321 i'm guessing we would see Something like freight elevator. I was why hoping three twenty one. Why do you but... call it? Why do you call I... it the patch after three twenty one, Tomato? Why, why do you call it that? What, I don't know what the heck's going on, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> we can't call it four point oh. Yeah, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, it's it's so funny. The <laughs> you're like, yeah, uh, the three twenty three point twenty two four point oh three point twenty one point three 
whatever it's called. Naming conventions and key bindings. CIG, work on it, please. Like, <laughs> oh, or don't work on it. Don't work on key bindings. Leave them alone. Alone. Or combine them both. <laughs> Start changing the names of my keys. Instead of the C key, I want this to be called like the quantum I'm key. I'm picking up keys. Or after you turn on your ship, you have to press 3.21. You have to press the patch number that you're in. <laughs> oh, that would yeah. actually be kind of cool. If you could put I, a password a into your ship. Yeah. That would actually be sick. I that, that, that's yeah. actually a feature. <laughs> yeah, oh God. All right, program it in. Cool. Another couple there of years. There you go. But yeah, I think... But, um, the the persistent hangers and like freight elevators is something that we're gonna see you guys do you think how far into like cargo style gameplay because they've been talking about how they're doing it in steps what do you think is like the furthest out sort of thing they've talked about that we might see going on at citizen con well seeing it citizen con and seeing it in our hands are two different things so you're just, just yes just, just at citizen, citizen con. con yeah the furthest out thing that we see, oh, geez, I don't think it's cargo because they didn't show you. You can debate whether or not it cargo would be shown at CitizenCon if they didn't show anything like everything pre CitizenCon video wise was all like this super far out stuff. Uh, I think engineering is the furthest out thing that we'll see at CitizenCon because it's actively being worked on, but it's so much work that it's going to take forever. Didn't they say when they they were showing it, they were like, "Yeah, it's coming probably sooner than you guys think." And I'm and I'm like, "You guys don't know what I think. Tomato. Don't say that." Because <laughs> I'm sitting here with like, you guys have seen my video right at the beginning of the year. So yeah. you might get engineering on a tested on a single ship or two ships earlier. Yeah, on in the experimental Hammerhead, like, of course. Hammerhead, but yeah. also almost certainly the Gladius because yeah. the Gladius in engineering it's very easy. It's a fighter. You know what's interesting is one of the other, it was a month report last year, they mentioned three of the ships they were kind of doing their first pass of engineering on, and one of them was the Hull Ares. A. Yeah, Hull, and Hull A, A. was in there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I was thinking the Hull A, maybe because it was a small ship with an interior they were working on, but the Ares was an interesting choice as like, I'm guessing they're sort of, this is what engineering looks like on a just cockpit ship, and I wondered why that wasn't the Gladius instead. Because they wanted to make it's, everyone angry after nerfing it. <laughs> it's good. It's a now, nice though. ship that people. Yeah. Pro they probably have high sales of that ship. And it's, it's any publicity is good publicity. No, I wouldn't say it's it good, good now. It's appropriate now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That was a that was a thorn in a lot of people's side. Yeah. So engineering is a good one, I think. Um, if I had to say what what should they focus their whole keynote around if they wanted to do like a multiplayer sort of demo i would say just put people on a big ship and send them on a trade route from stanton to pyro and do engineering stuff I, i'd focus Man. mainly on the engineering and get attacked would, or something yeah. i would love to see somebody rock up at pyro do some stealth mission gameplay type thing then maybe a sandworm comes right. out of nowhere that would oh, be man. insane sneaking oh, through events all the classics <laughs> sneaking all the through events and cutting of the thing yeah and then, and then there were people in my discord talking about how they should totally like do the sandworm like pot do and do like a kraken underwater and like have all these other <laughs> just go like absolutely balls to the wall with it that would be you cool. know what you know what would be great see the would be cool, Classic would be void dude fans. what if they they started out their like their keynote video with like a little bit of a cinematic intro and you have like the sandworm bursting out of the sand and doing all the stuff and acting crazy and then the camera instead of doing anything that's no, just kind of they zooms out and you see that the sandworm, sandworm is like just like this 
this three inch long little boy that they created and it's sitting on Damar and it's not actually a sandworm. I mean, one day they might say we bought the Unknown World Studio who made Subnautica and go, now we've got loads of underwater gameplay as well. Oh my God. Like, that's the Yo, sort of, you, mean, you never know what they're going to do. The, yeah, one the biggest thing... news at CitizenCon, we bought another studio. <laughs> yeah, I guess that <laughs> would be... It works for Microsoft, so... Yeah, I'd be like, true. hey, I, I, things seem to be good. Everybody else is doing layoffs and you guys are buying studios. I guess things are going yeah. well. Yeah. Um, though, the one thing that I would... The one thing on the roadmap that always makes me laugh is boat parameters, which is like something for Squadron, but just the fact that boat parameters is on the roadmap for a space sim always makes probably... me laugh. You're probably going to see civilian boats at some of the outposts and things yeah. like that, in the future, right? yeah. even if they're little tugboats or whatever. Like and it. they do want some ships to be able to, you know, float. They they want water physics to be part of that. Eight ninety jump doesn't sit in a lake. <laughs> it, it looks like a boat, unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> or or make a boat version of it or whatever. The I mean, I think what what this game has succeeded with incredibly well so far is. There may not be any sand in the sandbox, but the sandbox tools that they've created to allow players to try to have some fun are pretty pretty wild, right? Like tractor beaming, physicalized cargo, a lot of a lot of the things that we've been seeing lately. There's a lot of cool tools to to play with, um, and I I can't imagine you know floating ships or boats or anything like that wouldn't go along those lines of those tools. Yeah, it'd be uh, nice but, to have some more yeah. sand though, wouldn't it, in that sandbox rather than just the the sandcastle like mold. <laughs> yeah exactly we have all the molds we just need either the sand or the water to make it molding e yeah. you know to do the molding easier or whatever you know whatever thing you want to say there's something missing right now but it's just a, a matter of focusing on those things and I, I just don't think we focus on it until after meshing or whatever but that's yeah. what well, we, that's, the big old meshing. that's why people want it so bad you yep. know that's why we want meshing is to the, for the focus to change yeah chris did or at say least we were me. at an inflection point so what do, what do people think Chris's inflection point in Squadron 42 is? I don't know what inflection point is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm American. Like, what does inflection point mean? Going to... <laughs> it, it just, that's a, that's a curse, actually, oh, yeah. in Britain. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> what did you call me? <laughs> so, inflection point, basically, you know how you have curves that go up and down, yeah? So, yeah. yeah. So the inflection point is where it starts to go up. So the inflection point for Squadron 42 um, stuff coming to... Stasis, in which Chris oh, said... Oh, to the PU. Yeah. The you mean? He said there was okay. an inflection point. Yeah, so as in, as in resources coming from Squadron 42's development back to the PU. Because, I mean, I, I, the way I perceive this project sometimes is that there's like this graveyard graveyard shift of people working on the PU, right? And which, these guys are just desperately trying to get stuff pushed and like features come through, you know, patch by patch every four months or whatever. And and the, the, that, as you said, the inflection point, or like for me, the this this mainstream influx of like development that can then actually be worthwhile, and, and like every patch PUIs becomes insanely exciting because there's actual resources now dedicated to the PU that is like magnitudes more than what is currently there. Yeah. That's I, my hope as well. I so I mean, I mean, like, sorry, Karen. no, 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 Karen, I'm sorry. I was going to say I took it as like we're just at a major turning point. Mm. Um, yeah. yeah or like well, we've hit and uh, hit the f i it comes across like we've hit the final chapter or we've hit a chapter which is towards the end of squadron 42 or like we've hit a point where now we've got the last leg it's kind of how i interpreted it maybe it's wishful thinking but um 
I fought that since 2016, though, Ollie. Yeah, <laughs> so, I know, but I knew. Just, you haven't so. thought it. They've literally said it before. So that's the hard part about this. Yeah. It's like they they have and and I I'm just at a point where I don't believe anything they say until what they say actually starts to come true. Often, um, so they they have a chance to to do that this year, right? Is mm. in the next year or so, like. They have until the end of the year to deliver the new star map, the the new um, EVA mechanics and things that they showed at CitizenCon last year that they said would be in by the end of the year this year, right? Yep. So, you know, when when can I start believing you on what you say? Is That's, that's, that's the biggest thing. Uh, and those are the features that I really do expect to see at CitizenCon because we could yeah. go back to the letter from the chairman in December. Uh, we can go back to CitizenCon from last year. We could go back even further to the talk with Richard Tyrer about two years ago now. They've been yep. communicating regularly. Hey, we're working on this stuff for Squadron. It's going to be better. It's going to get into the PU. And the only thing I think we've seen so far is the mantling we just got in 320. There might be yeah. something else, but like it's been super minimal. It's hopes, intentions, and targets at the moment until it's in your hands, like, like Mike was saying. That mantling saved me in prison the other day. That's really great. That's yeah. really great that the, you know that was the first piece that came in, and it's like you know the the simplest one or whatever. Mm, However, yeah. you can you know take a negative point of view on that if you want, but it's not you know it's a good thing, and it it just comes down to them doing that. But like Tomato, you said you wanted to see it at CitizenCon. Like, what do you mean? Like, you want to well, see the same demo of it again? No, like, so... I want it. I want them to say it's in like it's in three twenty one. You guys are all at CitizenCon. I'm sitting here at home, and they go these all these new things are here in the in the patch. You guys can maybe play it on a computer there or whatever. But that's what yeah. I'm hoping for. So what I would hope to see, um, I, I'd bring it back to uh, CitizenCon twenty one. I think twenty twenty one. And before mm -hmm. I get super deep into this, I just I do want to say again for anybody who is listening to this live YouTube Twitch. Uh, a link has been dropped in the chat, folks. Supporters during these podcasts get to join us afterward for a private Q&A with all these guests, um, hear what they have to say about certain things. So if you guys who are watching live want to put in questions, please hit that link and put them in. I'll be posting that as well as this podcast on YouTube. Um, so I'm just putting that out there because I see it in chat, people asking questions. But the what I would want to see at CitizenCon regarding those, those uh, features is they showed us FPS scanning, interaction mode, engineering gameplay. Um, oh, what else did EVA. they show us? Yeah, EVA stuff, the platforming, all of those things, those little features. I want to see them in a gameplay scenario like in 21 when they were going and doing that mission and then they would like grab stuff and put it in their backpack or they would kill someone and loot their body. And we could tell you're, that's the game because we got those additions yeah. like two weeks after that demo. I want to yep. see it in a gameplay environment where we know these are the features that you showed us in a closed environment last year. Now you've worked on them to the point where they're ready to go into an actual like server. And I don't yep. know how they show us that with the confidence that we know we would get it. But there's a lot of features that fall into that category now because we yeah. didn't get a lot of that stuff over this last year. The only way to do that is to, to uh, regain that confidence by getting it done. Right. Yeah. That's it. So. Looking back at those features, um, there are a few. I actually have a, a list here. I could probably post these to you guys. Just a bunch of features, really, that were kind of maybes or yeses. Uh, I'm going to go through a few of those features that we had seen last year. And I want you guys to tell me which one you would be most interested in seeing shown in depth at CitizenCon. So there's 
FPS radar and scanning. There's the EVA T2 stuff. There are AI combat improvements. Um, there is, they didn't show this, but I do think this would be the year to show it, the star map, which I will kind of group in with like the interior maps and stuff. Um, and just as a little extra, control surfaces and like the aerodynamics. Of those features, what do you guys think is going to be a focus for them? Well, I want to see maps, right? Does anyone not want to see maps out of that list? I would, yeah, that's pretty high on my list. Uh, they will do the community. They, they will get a lot of excitement if they show the new star map because I think that's a pain point for a lot of people that play regularly. Unless it's terrible. What if their star map it is worse? Can it be worse? After all this time. Oh my god. What time are we? 321 and double click and just auto crash this, this week, yeah. you know, <laughs> on the star map. That was fun. Really? So. Yeah, oh, if you double clicked was... a party member, you instantly. You know crashed. what the worst part about that is? I, I was heading to Magnus. I was about a million <laughs> kilometers away, and then I double clicked the star map. It gets zoomed in, and I. Praise. Dude, <laughs> that is such a crazy It's glitch. fixed. <laughs> yeah. It's fixed, by the way. Never happened to me, so. Was that, was that <laughs> in live, or was that you just need, a PTU? You need friends. PTU, PTU. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you need friends to click on. <laughs> I personally want to see the FPS radar and scanning stuff because I think that, that was yeah, that was the most um Star Citizen thing that they could show, right? What what does Star Citizen do well? Tactile immersion yeah. stuff. And the current hold F and all this, you know, really, really kind of tier zero, bad, not fun interactions that we currently have now. That was a really polished, more, a better version of, of, uh, of what I have been playing for, for many years. Right. So I'm, I'm hyper excited to be able to kind of pinpoint, grab a pen or grab little things. Right. Yes. Everybody who's, that's played Starfield here. I think one of the more fun things was taking things from one location, putting it on your ship and being able to place it down and stuff like that. And uh, I think it makes whatever, you know, boards bringing up persistent hangers and like, you know, little things like that, making the game more um, our own would be, would be you really know, great. The, the little thing they showed on Inside Star Citizen this week with the whole place a box or like hover a box and it will like try to put it in the easiest spot for you. Huge yeah. kind of like quality of life fix. I'd love to see something like that for interaction like you're talking about think, like make that I think interaction that's in now by the way yeah lag aside i, think it's I in don't the, the I, I i'm blown away by how well tractoring boxes just works in the game like yeah. considering what star citizen is and how it is and how it behaves and <laughs> yeah. how service stuff works the, the, the way that you interact and tractor stuff and the physics I, it still blows my mind every time we're tractoring lots of boxes around that i'm just not kind scared. of operates the way it does I'm not scared that I'm going to explode anymore when I'm moving boxes. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that is a big thing. That is genuinely a big thing. You, you're totally right. Yeah. I, I don't. Yeah, it's it's it does work. It's a system that works. Now. Whoever made the tractor beam at CIG should be promoted to Chris Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the because it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's it basically perfect since it's been made. Yeah. Best feature I think they've brought into the game. Like consistently performs. It changed the game. It changed Xenothreat when it came in. Like I I do like the tractor beam in this game. Yeah. If there's one beam. It's the tractor beam. I just wish you exactly. could place the grid anywhere. Like, what do you like, mean? Isn't, isn't that the plan? So, so say if I was on Demo and I had a C2 and I wanted to rearrange a load of boxes for whatever reason, I wish I could just, I don't know, 
place a box and then I, w- I wish the game would then allow me to stack the boxes. I see. Even outside of the shed. Uh, yeah, you like build you. a custom Understood. grid anywhere you want. Yeah, yeah. That would actually be cool if you placed a box and it kind of lined it up based on that box. Yeah, yeah that's solid quality of life. Ollie, you should, you should go work at CIG. I like mm-hmm. that one. Maybe, maybe if you put that quality of life thing, if you post that online, Chris Roberts will respond to you. Oh. You have to be Toronto, though. Your little... Yeah. Your little uh, <laughs> your streamer entitlement. I've only been I've only covering the game for like ten years. It's fine. It's Chris doesn't respond to me. It's <laughs> I don't even mind. I don't even care. Just <laughs> respond. Oh, this is cool. This is, that's cool, Chris. Thanks. Thanks for answering all my questions. Great. Um. Oh, actually, that's something. A little a little break from uh, the Citizen Con discussion because I do want to get your guys' thoughts on his messaging there, specifically with kind of what has been revealed as now the problem that has uh, plagued PES since it came in. And uh, apparently what's caused issues with 318 and now 320 launching has been their sort of database. And it is an enterprise third-party solution that he says in his response you're talking about is giving them some trouble and possibly making it difficult for PES to work. What do you guys take away from that? Is that worrying to you? Or do you think that they've got it under control? Why do you think it took so long to be mentioned? I mean, they could it's fix just, it quickly and they couldn't. It's just uh, one of the reasons that there are so many bugs, right? And they've gone, well, if we solve this, if we just solve the database stuff of the bugs, then the database stuff will work. So it's, it, it was a, it didn't really mean anything. That's what I'm try, uh, trying to say with it. It was a, <laughs> it, it, it's yes, if they solve it, great. And stuff will work better. We're working to make stuff work better is what Chris said. And I went, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I, I agree that it maybe didn't ultimately mean anything, but I actually really did appreciate hearing that this particular thing was an issue, right? It, it, it felt yep. like I got a bunch of clarity. It was like, we've gone for this enterprise level solution. Theoretically, we all looked at this thing and we thought it was going to work. In reality, however, after all this implementation and, and you, know, doing, do, you know, literally doing something that nobody else has done with this enterprise type solution where theoretically it should work, there's problems. There is no other, you know, you can't Google this and be like, hey, this doesn't work, right? Because nobody else is doing this on earth. So I appreciated that level of clarity and be like, oh, okay, well, that, you know, if you're going to give me a, a reason, that sounded like a pretty good reason, right? I don't, I don't share this point of view. I just see it and it, I mean, it kind of would make sense to me. I, I think it was, first off, my point of view is I think it's nice to, to hear from him and hear what's going on. Okay. That's always good. Uh, whether, so Tarada needs to post on Spectrum more because it's been a year and a half since last time we heard from from the guy. Exactly. He's, he's our, our connection between, but the, the one thing that I I see a lot of people saying, and it's kind of like, okay, it's really easy to just pass the buck then. Right. Cause now instead Mm -hmm. of going, it's our fault, we screwed up. No, it's their fault. And a lot of what people are saying is is, is how you, yeah, of course. How you use the, the like if this is a, a billion dollar million dollar company, you know, database company that doesn't have these kind of issues with other people, it's really what Void Void dude's saying and going, we're doing things that nobody's we're using the database in a way no one's ever used it before, and that's why we're dealing with these issues. And he didn't really say that. He just said, these are really good strong enterprise things and we shouldn't have mm. these issues, but we did. Dude. And it's like, well, whose fault is it really? <laughs> you know? And it's do, like Do you think in a way he he, he 
he responded to Toronto to put like a threat out there. Like nobody will let him say anything publicly no. at, at CIG, but he was actually trying to threaten the enterprise people by saying that's not fucking working, you know? No, I think he's just <laughs> trying to be like, I think Chris is a human being. Everybody who works there is a human being. And when you hear everybody talking, we're not allowed to curse. And and when you hear everybody (laughs) saying bad things about about your employees and the implementation of the really hard work that they put in. And he Mm -hmm. and because this is why I don't feel that way, because I actually believe Chris, because I think Chris is standing in front of all the bullets and taking them for the people who worked really hard. And the fact that everyone's saying bad things about these people that worked really hard when it's not their fault necessarily. Uh it it's kind of tough to stand there and not say anything. I don't think it has anything to do with threatening the company because to be honest, there's legal contracts and all these, mm-hmm. like there's no way, like he, he could maybe it's, even be sued. What, what he, for threat, what he's the, the, the wrong word, but it's, it's yeah. kind of like, you know, somebody going on to Yelp and complaining about it, but like sure, in a, sure. a completely back. Anyway kind of I, don't even think I, it I believe he's defending his employees there. I don't think it was much of a complaint either, really. I mean, he, he was just saying, look, we, we know what the sort of problem is and it, we can go, we need a different database solution because that's the weak link here at the moment and we've tried to make it work. Like, mm, and hope it, that's it, not it the case, man. But I, that's, that's what it sounds like it is, right? That's what, from what? what he said. I, I do believe that's what uh, what is the problem. But I, what I'm saying is that it doesn't really mean anything beyond the, we're just trying to make something work for this. And, and they'll mm. come up with a solution. They don't 100% know what that's going to be yet. Maybe yeah. they'll just get this enterprise software working a lot better because they will eventually even if they don't change it to another product they'll iterate on it enough that it work the way they want yeah. it to well mm-hmm. how much time is that i think take? that's i think yeah. that might be the only path forward man but what do we know do you I guys think chris just got caught into a like a situation where <laughs> criticism was given to him by someone fairly high profile and mm-hmm. i feel like chris is like if it was me if i was chris i was sat there and all i wanted to say essentially was like look we know we're working on that stuff it's all very good what you're saying we're not ignoring you i think that's probably what came across in that post from my perspective chris wanted to put across that we know we we agree with you and we are working on that and also it's really annoying we spend we're spending a lot of time and effort on this database thing and at the moment we haven't cracked it but we are trying to fix it and that is the problem i think it probably came as like a bit of a a valve moment in terms of like i just need to let people know i am listening and i am reading and i am interacting internally i think it must be really hard you know i don't want to come across as a chris sympathizer or anything like that but it must be really hard being chris (laughs) When, as Mike said, he is the one taking the bullets when stuff doesn't work, right? He's the face of the company. So it must be tricky to sit back and not say anything on this stuff, I, I, I think. Uh, do you guys uh, think that it could uh, delay their work with the replication layer or anything like that, or are you not really considering that? How can you delay what yet to be released? Yeah. Well, never have it yeah, I mean, like, delay it past. So they, they seem to want to get 3.1.x with replication layer this year. Right by the end of the year, in some way. Um, I mean, I don't think it will delay it. I mean, they'll they'll just release it, trying to optimize their current solution. Right? Like they're not at the end of the tether with it. They're just saying that it's a potential that they could change it. Yeah. And I, I don't think I don't think they're going to see okay. delays aren't really a thing from CIG anymore because they don't talk about when stuff's going to be released properly anymore. They, they obscure all the dates and everything and do some voodoo magic. Um, and it's really hard to tell when it's coming out. And that sort of annoys me because I wish they were more open to failure and expressing actually what's happening and what their targets are. I don't know. What is your plan for the end of the year? Why aren't you telling me? Well, that's because I don't want to disappoint you. You're disappointing me by not telling me. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a good one to start some Yeah, that is, uh, that is strange. All right, let's, let's go back to uh, CitizenCon um, expectations. I want to hear about ships. We, we, they've kind of been talking about a lot of ships. I did a count yesterday on my other podcast about, uh, I think, 15 or so different things that they're working on. You guys think there's going to be any surprises in terms of ships or vehicles at CitizenCon this year? There's a lot of unnamed and unnamed variant, unnamed ship. I mean, I'll just, uh, well, I mean, you want the players in. Would you be happy if it was like a concept, a big concept ship? I, 
I don't know about happy, but it could be a surprise. I, I don't really, I think, I mean, concepts are fun, right? But at some sure. point, it's like, we've got a lot of concepts that we haven't got yet. So um, I think it would be more exciting for me personally is actually seeing stuff like a tour of the Polaris. Maybe it's looking really unfinished inside, but I mean, just walking around like a white box or something on gray box. I think that would be cool. I think that would give me excited. It would probably go up and say again. Like, you know, it, that would be interesting. But I think that's all they need to do. I, like, I think they only need to do something like that tour ship, even if they faked it inside somehow, you know. Mm, yeah, I, I, I just know. don't think the concept sale, like, I don't, like the Galaxy, I think they probably expected more. Better. Yeah, I don't know if that did as well as they were expecting. And I think it's kind of like the Google problem, right? Of like, it comes to a point where you keep announcing services and products like Stadia or um, Google Plus, and then they kill it. And then at a certain point, you're like, you know what? I'm not going to get myself invested in these concept sales anymore because you are bringing out the concepts, but it's taking a lot longer than I'd like. So I'm going to not let myself get too excited about concept sales. Yeah, I feel like the majority of people involving themselves in concept sales now are. Are resellers and things like that. I know that the concept will be cheaper when the thing goes live. It's gonna be a lot better. Like, I mean, God, I've abandoned my reimbursement. I pay two hundred fifty dollars for. If I actually wanted to make money, I could. You know, many of the, of the, the ships that I have, I can sell for a profit. At this point, mine and you mine. Well, what do you do after you mine? You gotta sell oh. this stuff, brother. Yeah. Really nah. So I don't know. I, I I think I don't even remember what the original question was. Like, what would excite us at CitizenCon? Yeah. What do you expect oh, to see from ships? ships? Usually, they show a ship they're in progress on, and they show like a new concept, and maybe a ship that's coming soon. I thought, if you guys thought there was anything specific that they might bring uh-huh. out that we haven't seen. This year's been kind of like really subpar excitement wise from previous years on ships and vehicles right it's been like like the fury is cool but it, it is it like has anything really hit like su- every year there's been like this big heavy hitter but I, this year was like the first year ever i feel like we didn't have that so maybe there's something exactly yeah i think it's a, i think it's a few big old amazing ships at the IAE and Citizen and kong and i think have a, they're probably not going to release any capital ships but they might release a couple of concept capital ships yeah. because they, they are unable to build capital ships i've decided but they are able to think about them because <laughs> i'm down with thoughts about capital i tell you what i would be Excited. This kind of loops back to what we were talking about before. I would be excited if at CitizenCon they told me that I could select a small ship like the Fury to go into my Karak when I go out. That would be a massive thing. Yes, it would be. Well, are you talking about being able to spawn, like, like say, load out inside your ship before you load Yeah, so when you go to a load out of a ship, you select your components. It will have size one ship, and if you could select, you know, if, if the Fury's at Orison, and you could select the Fury, and every time you spawn it, Fury's in there like a component. That would be mad. That would be something I would. That would be such a quality of love thing. They've been aggressively talking about that for the last four years, though. Well, CitizenCon's where it's going to arrive. Oh, they, they, said, yeah, okay. they said they could do it, they just need to do the UI for it. That was three years ago. They have the UI, it's like the shields, they have the, they're just... Uh, why, why, no, 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 why, why, why bother doing that UI in Flash, which is deprecated and no longer used when, you know, the building box office is coming? I think that's literally, it's dependencies within dependencies within dependencies when it comes to UI stuff. It is quite possible this is all planned with the cargo refactor stuff that they are clearly pushing up. Mm. Done it really close. But, um, I mean, I think Pyro's really close, and I think the Squadron 42 release date's really close. Yeah. But... <laughs> I actually think we'll see a lot of, remember last year we saw environmental UI? I think that'll be quite big this year. Mm-hmm. I think they, they teased us, didn't they, with a few shots or, like, we saw that with racing, actually, the gates and stuff, like, that worked really well. So I'd like to see more of that environment anyway. Mm. I mean, they're designing the game for VR without telling us that they're designing the game for VR. I have limited interest in VR. Same, I have no desire to stop. It just me ill, so I... I think, so VR-wise, I do you think we might see VR for Squadron? I think it'd be cool. But... I'm not, I just think the, the way you interface with, with all menus and stuff, the stuff that they're showing off, those like menus that come up and sprawl out like that, I just think that that's something that will translate very easily to VR one day. Or did you yep. move your mic? I can't hear you as well anymore. Hello. Oh, <laughs> all right, guys. Just want to say uh, for anybody who was watching us live, you might be watching this after the fact now. Very sorry. I had to end the stream. We had some weird technical difficulties going on with streaming and uh, all of the comments were stressing me out. So I just ended it all and folks can watch and listen afterward. But uh, let's let's get back onto the topic of, of CitizenCon real quick because I do want to kind of get through more of the possible features we might see and then close everything out since I've, I've taken plenty of your guys' time. So instead of going through this whole list of stuff that I have, 
I'm going to pick out some of the bigger, I think more important things that show up and you guys give some thoughts on them. So first up, I want to talk about uh, reputation. The reputation system is pretty big and like the mission team picked it up earlier this year. So they're working on it again. You think we'll see anything big there besides the trespassing stuff they've been talking about? I mean, at CitizenCon? Yeah, it's, it's, this is all CitizenCon. Citizen yeah. No, I can, I can already, that's the only thing I can confirm that I know will not be at, anything oh, from really? the mission team will not be at the at CitizenCon. None of them are going. Right. And you so, don't think they'll show any of the updates even if the team isn't there? P potentially, but you, you, I mean, that's not very CIG of them to do. So I feel like the fact we saw it in the sprint report last week, that trespass, the trespass, thing, I, yeah. I feel like that is that's it. It's because we saw it because it's not going to be at CitizenCon. Yeah, so I, I presume. I, I feel that they're going to show, I, I, I was expecting to see factional hostility. Um, so yeah. I don't think we're going to. Okay, well, you, as you said, if the mission team aren't going, it's less likely. They might still talk about it in a very minor way. But if yeah, they, maybe they, with they might... UI of some kind, yeah. you know, but I don't, but that, that blew my mind when they said none of us are going. I was like, what? <laughs> that, that, when I saw that, I got very nervous for yeah. CitizenCon and the cool things that could be shown because the mission stuff is very paramount to the experience of what so you do and when you do it. Realistically, that only means there's probably not going to be a mission-based presentation. So, not well, specifically the mission team helped with the presentation, but yeah, they're not with the with the um so, with so the keynote, but not yeah, yeah cool. not an actual uh, yes. talk. It sounds as like. long as they're involved in the keynote and any gameplay demo, great. <laughs> yeah, but does that so mean that the reputation's there? Right. But, right. But, but I mean, does this not just lead credence to the fact that it could be even more Squadron 42 focused than we might even imagine? Could be. Unlike yeah. far less PU focused. I think it's. I think it's less. I think if they do have much of a Squadron 42 presence, it won't be a huge amount. Like it's not. It's not a Squadron 42 fan fest. It's a. It's a Star Citizen fan fest. Um, do you think it will go back on sale? Because it's not on yes. sale. Yes. Yeah. Is Squadron 42 still not on sale? It's, it's no. as if they're waiting to CitizenCon. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Yep. Yeah. So, you, so reputation is is off the deck. Um, we have well, kind of no no like no dedicated no presentation for it, but right. it could be the focus of the keynote, right? I'll, I'll yeah. give you a little. I'll give you a little leak. A little tiny, tiny leak from CitizenCon. Three different CIG members of staff I've talked to have all said the same, exactly the same thing. I know there'll be at least one announcement for Squadron 42 at CitizenCon. That, okay. And that's, that's what they've said. So in, exa in exactly the same way. All right. So if you want to expect Ooh. something, Squadron 42, which I think everybody has been kind of saying I they expect. I think that's fairly expected. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're just going to say what year it's going to come out in. That's it. We're going to spend the whole second day just saying that. 2016. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait. They already did that. <laughs> I meant 2026, man. Yeah. Oh, man. That, that, that seems reasonable. Off. In the moment, that seems reasonable. Yeah. Oh, God. I think it's 2024. I hope so. I Look really hope so. I think that's what they think yeah, we'll, we'll get maybe. an announcement at CitizenCon for 2024. Yeah. 
do you think it's really for them cool. to do it like that? It's been off sale, and then we're going to have a cool trailer, big old cinematic. $70. And then at the end of it, bam, date. You think they're going to yep. try and bring out one of the actors, do, do a little yeah, Keanu yeah. move? That would be cool. I, dude, I'm, I'm such a fan of the cast, man. That would be excellent, dude. Like, Which legit. actor? Dude, any one of them, Mark Hamill, um, yeah, Mark, Sandy Gardner, but... the, chick from, the, chick, the chick from X Files. Uh, what was her name? Gillian uh, Anderson. Gillian <laughs> Anderson, yes. Yeah. Henry about... Cavill, he's yeah, even the Henry. Too, <laughs> yeah, I feel like he's probably the most. <laughs> well, he's not working right now, right? So yeah, why not? He's not know, Henry Cavill's doing Warhammer things. He's 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 got Warhammer 40k to make. Oh, right. That's, right. that's right. Never mind. That's right. I so, wonder yeah. how the audience would have reacted at CitizenCon 2015 if it said, answer the call 2024. <laughs> 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 oh, it's a okay. <laughs> Weird. They would have been like, wait, is that <laughs> the year the game away? is happening? <laughs> wait, and, and, and wait. Squadron 42 has to come out before Star Citizen? Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, here's another one that I'm actually interested in because they've kind of talked about this and it's I think it's a really important thing that should be coming soon. Um, but refining gameplay, they've been surprisingly quiet about besides just like a single monthly report this year and mm -hmm. like the ships they talked about working on. Do you guys think they might show something? I want to see that. I don't know. This is the most... I have no clue other than we're going to jump through a pyro jump gate for the 500th time and, <laughs> and squadron 42. I really would love, I would love to see that personally. I think everybody knows my passion for that kind of gameplay in the game. Um, and that's like one of the puzzle pieces that are missing from like mining's cool. If you look at it in a vacuum, but it's kind of shit if you don't do anything with the stuff you mine so yeah that's one of those steps that get to the place of we doing need, stuff we need it. the economy team we need tony z and we need the next stage after refining to make mining refining and the whole gameplay loop fun right salvaging every refueling yeah. it all well, that's you need the glue to put everything together and crafting is the is the glue tied with the economy Right, together. It's really crafting that is the key that's missing after refining comes in. Yeah, and they've implied crafting so much. So maybe instead of refining, I would love to hear more about crafting plans, right? I, yeah, the crafting be cool to hear. was a really nice yeah. surprise on the Vulture when they added the ability to make your own yeah, multi-tool. Such a nice awesome. quality of life thing to be able to yep. do that. Um, Imagine crafting your own ammo. Yeah. Right? Sim just something as simple as that. Mm. Crafting oh, would be interesting. They even showed one. like a C2 as a, as a shop. Imagine if you could craft weapons and they could yeah. load them yep. up on yep. your ship. All right. How about. And so instead of finding weapons, you find blueprints or what? I mean, it can go. Many, many games have done this, so our minds can go wild, yeah. you know, about yeah, really. pulling from games that we like. It's <laughs> not an MMO, though, until I can fish. You need fish. We have rivers, board. We have fishing. rivers. Do we do? 
All right, how about uh, building interiors? I feel like that's easy hype. You think they've done enough work on that to show it again? I mean, my frame rate at Lorville is so bad, I don't know. From a, from a technological standpoint, that is incredibly interesting to me. From an actual gameplay standpoint, unless they're doing some pretty interesting stuff, I, I you know, it'll be nice to check out every now and then. Would it be a driving factor? Unless it's integrated like really nicely throughout many gameplay loops, which I don't think it's possible right now. It'll be cool to see, technologically speaking, right? Like as a, as a nice thing. You're not the design your house kind of gamer, Void. Mm, not a sense I mean, player. I have my dude. Like with all the maze that my avatar huffs, it's like it's just <laughs> just give me an alleyway and a, a you know like a, true, a true. box. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think the building interiors. Um, I don't know. They they come off to me kind of like UGFs. Like they're an exciting location, yeah. but they're also sort of like the dungeons. And I would like to see more of what will fill those dungeons than the dungeons themselves. It seems mm -hmm. like another thing that would be a really good choice for like a keynote demo, though. It's interesting because yeah. the way they showed it on the ISC, I took more of an approach of like player housing, player manufacturing, like more player owned elements rather or. I see things some that of players that. can use rather than uh, oh, another another place sell, to go uh, location like Habs yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah I think so. Oh, are we, are, so are we talking about like Lawville interiors, right? Actual yeah. have actually having like the interiors enterable, yeah. right? I, I mean, again, yeah. yeah, that that's such a huge cool technological thing to see, right? Because I think of a game that allows you to open every door and wander inside places. But this will probably be like very fancy instance and stuff like that, I guess. But yeah, I think it'll be limited to certain buildings for sure. Um, but it, it will make weird. the space feel less... It'll make the space feel less like... Because like at, at the end of the day, Lawville's like a set piece, right? The minute you can now go in and like access some random building because they there's even stuff about like assassination missions and stuff inside these locations mm -hmm. right so landing on the roofs and going down into these places that that really does make the place feel more real and i think that's the awesome platforms right you've got the awesome platform platforms again at the moment if you just open up arc corp to do something very similar but mm. their buildings aren't floating they're just part of the ground exactly. like a normal human building um yeah, <laughs> that and underground facilities i do think there's that's something they will show the new mm -hmm. ones will show at citizen con almost certainly because mm -hmm. they haven't been talking about it recently yeah they well, haven't talked about uh, it that's what all. i was gonna say there's cig is so weird if they don't talk about it it can mean one or two things mm. that they're saving it for citizen con <laughs> or they're not doing anything yeah and and both are this like it's both are the same and it's, it's like, like you never actually know they either want us to be excited about it or forget about mm -hmm. it and like exactly <laughs> we can't have those be the two opposing things cigr no. we're always going to want to be excited yeah so it's tough. Like that's that's mine with that is like, did they run into a snag and aren't doing it, or are they going to show it at CitizenCon? But I right. I think that's a good one to call out that it's it it's a likely one that maybe we could see. I think so. I think in the same way they kind of wanted to highlight those those outposts at the last CitizenCon where they did a dan uh, keynote. Like they they love mm -hmm. new locations and they've just their locations teams are so good. 
um it just makes sense to take advantage of those speaking so, of locations a lot of people are like thinking hey you know we're seeing these jump points maybe they'll maybe they'll leak terror to us maybe we'll see some magnus i i don't think we're gonna go that far but i'd love to hear what you guys think in terms of additional systems which feels funny to say when we haven't gotten pyro but nix is always kind of a possibility what do you you think they'll show any other star systems at citizen con we've already got all that green no no oh from uh ellis ellis yeah. Yeah. yeah so like i don't th i mean i don't think it's unreasonable to think we might get concept art but i don't know if it would go into concept art that. yeah love some good concept art they, they could show new biomes they could show some planned what gray box structures from tower and stuff like that i mean they, mm. they've probably built some important scenes from squadron 42 as well that have got a surprising amount of systems in rather than just the Odin system, right? So... yeah. Historically, Citizen Cons, for me, the, the, the gameplay presentations that I've enjoyed the most are when they have, like, somebody start off in a hab somewhere, so maybe this time it'll be, like, in one of these, like, actual physicalized habs on a city somewhere. The journey of going up, meeting with somebody's getting into some kind of cool new ship, maybe, it, maybe not necessarily a new ship, but some kind of multi-crew ship. Maybe it's a hammerhead this time around, shows off a little bit of the engineering gameplay en route, and then they go and they do some objective in power or something like that. But then, as you say, a, a different system like Nix or something like that could be, um, you know, the way that they've treated power in the past and just demonstrate that, go through planet by planet, show off the biomes, the atmosphere, the, you know, the way that the vibe of these places, right? Like, I could see that kind of taking place, but again, I could be completely off base because I don't really keep... Maybe... Maybe their strategy is to make us sick of every system before they actually introduce it. <laughs> they just preview it for four um, years. Yeah, and I mean, is is the risk of, you know, the sentiment of showing other systems when power is not in the game yet, does, does that cause issues? Does it cause people to have a bad taste in their mouths? I don't know. Um, I would just like I, to see as much stuff as possible, to be honest. I think people that are going to have bad tastes in their mouths from that are going to have it anyway, and it it doesn't it won't really make a difference. Like there's obviously the the people that follow the project that can't help but uh, be upset about literally everything, and um, the the one thing that I mean I'll I'll just say I guess I'm sort of one of those people from this perspective is I don't get. You could show any new systems you want, but if if uh, Stanton is still as incomplete from a, from a from their goals standpoint and goals that they've spoken about uh, for for many years now, it, it's it is irrelevant to me completely. I I think going to the jump points was awesome once. I think going to Pyro is going to be awesome. Twice, three, four, five times, but then at some point, if it's still very similar in functionality to every location, who cares? Yeah. Um, so I, I don't personally get uh, excited about that stuff, and I think what Ali's saying is probably pretty, pretty on there. Is like you'll probably see some a concept art or a little bit of a like a little bit of what uh, Voidy said, maybe a little demo of a landing location at at some other planet or something. Hey, we've improved Nix. 
check out the new Knicks, something yeah, like would that, cool. right? Yeah, hundred um, percent. And that, and honestly, that would excite me. Out of out of every prospect, would be seeing a new fleshed out landing zone because those are places that you interact with, even though maybe not at the level of extent that they want, or we we are we're looking forward to you know in a finished product. But yeah, I mean, I'll just call out the one thing that they've said for many many years that they haven't really achieved yet is like let's say if i'm doing missions around hurston that's what i'm doing and you are filled with things to do around hurston to the point where like you know sometimes a 10 minute quantum jump isn't the greatest fun well you don't take those as often as we're currently doing right is that was their intention and that doesn't really they haven't really hit that mark yet is is where i'm at so what's pyro gonna do is, is sort of where i'm at yeah. Uh, with it, other than maybe some new um, commodities and things that might trade between systems, but yeah. I do like the idea of at least getting to know where they're going after Nyx, because like there's options. We got yeah. Castra, Magnus, and Terra. I think are the three main ones. And it's gotta be Terra, right? Do you think so? Uh, it makes yeah, sense. I think you got to go to an, a, a super lawful place. Yeah, ultra yeah, lawful. I, I, that, that, that's the hub, right? It, it's it's the it's the stormwind, yeah. right? It, it's but, the Agrimar. That's got to be the beginning even, system too. Sort of, but not even from that perspective. Look at look at the most problematic player to player community interactions that we have. The most problematic ones are are PVPers. And you're more casual players, right? And those, you got to give a place for players to just hang out exactly like those places that Void is bringing up, right? Is you have to deliver that to players at some point because they're they're just not safe to enjoy the game in the way they would like. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, that they deserve that. As, as much as I don't like the idea of um because I, I think their vision has been pretty clear from the start right it's like the universe yeah. is open and they don't want you you know you, you can't have a game when you're in you're at the the the, the terror primary trading commerce hub and you can't have a guy put out a pistol and shoot somebody there you know what i mean yeah. like yeah. that's just that's it, it, it's, it's tantamount to trolling right mm -hmm. um like what do you do i don't know but 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 it's it's, it's one of these things that i mean it just has Actually, to be I don't know. that's the law system it has to be so stacked against you in places like that that mm. doing something like that in an area like that is tantamount to just giving up on the game for a few days you know like whereas doing it in stanton <laughs> might just I mean, be dude, something if, if people want to exploit and, and figure out ways to, to to get around these things they will alternative accounts and all kinds of stuff man that well, people yeah. will find I, a way to ruin your experience so when i, I say straight up you come into terra power down your weapons or you die instantly you you land on a planet hand in your weapons you'll get them back when you leave yeah. it's like that, simple, that, simple that sounds like, like a that. cig solution that sounds like yeah. a proper that's, cig yeah. solution yeah. so when i say yeah. give up on the day for three days i guess that doesn't come across clear i mean like if you commit a crime in a place like terra you're gonna either have a bounty that's gonna make it impossible to go about normal gameplay or you're going to prison you know like i honestly you... think you're thinking about it in the in the wrong sort of way though so think about the gta 5 system of well actually that player's protected effectively 
and you have to pay for their car and ship and damages. So uh, you explain that system. I, I, I'm not so, familiar. As uh, someone who's played GTA Online a lot, I will say that that does absolutely nothing to stop trolling. But, because but okay. it would if you had a. It would if you couldn't cheat in as much money if you as you wanted, and if money had a value. So, for example, giving player protections, going look you got killed in a safe zone by someone that pulled a gun. You don't have to pay for your medical stuff. All your stuff still gets back to you, and they have to pay for medical bills and any damage they did. Yeah? So, I, I mean, so that player is then protected, so you don't have the problem with them going, this game is evil and hellish. Um, and the person that did it, well, they have to pay a load of money as well, and they can go to prison as well, whatever. But... Honestly, I think all CIG need to do is just be like, well, there's a technology in all the weapons that there's like radio frequencies that we can disable the trigger in any zone that we want. But so you want to be like able game to. game logic reason. Like if you because, get that. I'm sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, because I think, you know, you can build them for the destruction. But if someone's had a bad week and it's a Thursday and it's like, you know what? I don't really <laughs> care. I, I've got millions I just want to ruin someone's day. They will. Yeah. I don't think that matters. And you to gotta stream, stream the game more. You'll you'll experience it plenty. <laughs> <laughs> but you gotta have the possibility of like, even if you are in a system like Terra and there's no weapons allowed, and bringing out a weapon is the worst thing you can do. You gotta be able to make that call of being like, okay, if I get this bounty, I will get two million credits. I do not care if I get arrested. I'm gonna walk into that bar and I'm gonna shoot the bounty in the head and I'm gonna get my pay. That should still be a choice, you know, even if it's horribly illegal and we don't want people to be able to do it. Hmm. Should it be a choice? In I think going by how they would just say, if you don't want to die, bring people with you. I feel like that's the, at the moment, if you're moving whole sea cargo and you don't want to be pirated, then make well, sure yeah. you pay people to come with you. Yeah. I think that's like pay a bodyguard is what CIG might say. I don't Using... know. I, I just think uh, from your example, Tomato, if somebody wants to sit at Terra with a with a bounty on their head for 20 days in a row and do nothing with their life, then that's then you don't get that bounty and they don't enjoy the game. I don't like I don't think it has to be as you know, they'll just sit there and do nothing. Like, the system sh should also not provide the level of, um, you know, great gameplay uh, design choices that might be in other systems or whatever, right? So you... Lawful will also have its negatives as well as its positives for the people that are there. I, but I've, I've been fought against this idea very much by many people, but I just, I look at other MMOs I played and there are safe places for people to show off their cool stuff and to just never have to look over your shoulder worrying that someone's going to die if you get up and take a piss. You oh, know, and it's okay. like, Eve is great, but Eve's also not great. I was so I was a little lost there. You're you're just basically saying you do believe that there should be like arbitrary safe zone safe kind of space. like you nothing nothing can hurt you sort of in this area yeah. kind of places. But I also mean that the terror system should 
be a very massive bubble of that um, to some extent. Like, the further you get away from the planet, you can limit it as much as you'd like. Yeah. But when I'm there, uh, like like the places like Void is mentioning from like World of Warcraft and stuff, those those are those are your like hang out at the bank and yeah. talk to your friends and show off your cool armor and did you see this cool thing I got you know I'm selling these things you know like so those like kind our of places our current armistice zones essentially yes yeah similar yes yeah, similar to that yeah okay and then but you yeah, can, still you got the question of like pad ramming yeah but I mean uh, there's there's I don't know. I, I there's many I don't believe there should be a, like you get near a station there should just be a shield bubble around you like I am very much a, a PvPer at heart but I am also people need to enjoy the game you're playing in order for PvP to exist and and, and that's the actual reality of the situation right is, is yeah. that the PvP community is always going to make up a fraction of your primary casual slash PvE driven yeah. community and you've got to take care of those guys yeah. yeah, you need to have your your people to fight against and things to fight over, because your game dies if you push everybody away from it by it just being completely open. Yeah, I am. I'm definitely of like using game systems to to limit that kind of stuff, but I do understand that that can be just impossible at a certain point. I would be very interested to hear from Audi. What is your sort of take on this whole situation? Like, if how does it actually work in GTA six or five or whatever the latest version uh, is? So in GTA, oh, 5, in GTA 5, it is a free-for-all unless you go into the settings and you turn on passive mode, which means you can't interact with anyone and no one you can are interact weak. with you. You are a ghost, <laughs> essentially. So um, least dangerous solo mode, basically, right? This sounds like PvP sliders. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, kind of is. But yeah, my opinion is pretty in line with Mike's. I think there should be, when you get to high security areas, there should just be an armistice zone. I think it's fine. Um, yeah. People can, I think the idea that as a bounty hunter or someone who wants to PvP, waiting at choke points is fun. Like, yeah. you know. The space in between those planets and Terra, maybe not, right? Yeah. But at those planets and moons or whatever's there, come on. You gotta I think, think this is super high sec, and it should not be possible, right? Yeah, I think I, I like the idea that I mentioned about your weapons just don't work in those zones because they've yeah. got a frequency that mm -hmm. disables them. Whatever, like video game logic. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool I mean, to feel safe and be able to I, meet people and keep in mind yeah. even the examples we've been it's using, like World of Warcraft, your 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 primary city, like Stormwind or whatever. The opposite factions would come and raid those places. So even they theoretically on a PvP server were never a hundred percent safe all the time. Right? But it it mm. does feel like that kind of eats into some of the stuff they've tried to set up. Like one of the things they've talked about is setting up customs at cities so that people can feel like they can sneak in weapons in different areas. And like if we do have armistice zones around cities, then there's no point to sneak in weapons. That does kind of kill the smuggling that they've sold that whole idea on. But you can have that in different systems, though, right? Like, yeah, so like a different... some of them have to be solid okay like, yeah. the, so. like what they say in theory people can think of whatever they want about it but in action it, it would be a totally different scenario yeah. for I'm, I'm really playing. curious like if, if we ever see the day where that's reality and you have these 
things in front of us, how they play out, it's going to be very different to what that current theory is now. Yeah. So yeah. I think the thing that the, the direction I come from is do as much as you can that you're saying, obviously, it's going to be difficult to make that sort of system work. But if you have talked about that sort of smuggling, that's something that I really attach to. And I think is something I'd like to see play out. Um, yeah. I, I would but be willing to say, problems. okay, a system like Terra wouldn't have cities available, but a system like maybe Stanton or, or Pyro might have looser. 99 to 95% of the game should be exactly the way you described it, Tomato. That, yeah. ev nearly everywhere you should be able to experience yeah, there that. There should be at least, somewhere. Some, at least yeah. somewhere new players, yeah. a haven for just, this is how to mine, this is how to salvage the most entry-level stuff and other players to be able to go there and be sherpas and teach people things and just not have to deal with this stuff should exist but the game should be played outside of that system the social aspect of the game should take place inside this beautiful place whether it's terra or not whatever i'm assuming terra would be a great place for it yeah that's all i'm saying i'm not saying we play the game with these restrictions i'm saying you've got to be able to take a break and not play the game for a few minutes if That's you need fair. or a few hours or whatever. Right. It's very simple. I would be, I'd be curious to see what kind of boundaries they'd set to that. You know, would that be part of a landing zone, a whole landing zone, whole planet? Yeah. Half the How system. How far would those go? Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Also, I think Star Citizen, sorry, just no, to finish, I think Star Citizen is like a really high skill. Like there's a, it's a big game. It takes a long time to understand the entire game. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're starting to sh PvP people as soon as they log into the game, you're going to lose players. That's yep. fair. That is that um, is fair. So, and I will so say... I think having a space to learn the game, learn how it works, speak to people, get attached to the game, and then <laughs> get abused by PvPers. Like, yeah, and then get out. Just, you know. just think of the barriers to entry to Star Citizen now, yeah? That is going to be magnitudes more stuff to learn once the game's mm -hmm. actually out. Like, yeah, yeah. 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 If they ever get past the, the, the mainstream perspective, you know, the stigmatism that that starcism has associated with it, once yeah. those sort of boundaries start to break down, if that day is even possible, who knows, um, these kinds of things become crucially important, right? Your, your think... new play experience is like so S-tier important. I, I, I agree with you guys. I guess my, my opinion was to try and do it with gameplay systems, but at the end of the day, whatever is easiest, whatever is going to work the most consistent, I'm fine with. Um, yeah. I have always liked the idea of how much Star Citizen has based the game itself on your own understanding and skill and experience, but completely agreed. There does need to be a place where players can feel safe to learn that stuff, and if, if the game systems don't allow us to, to make that happen, trolling, pad ramming, all that stuff is a reality, Maybe they need yeah. to put in something arbitrary for it. We've all been on the internet, right? Like, oh yeah, just... too much to be honest. Yeah. Now, the last thing I wanted <laughs> to touch on before we got going was, I think, a, a, a pretty big one this year. Actually, that is the Maelstrom damage system. Something a little John Crew, I think, let slip during Invictus this week, at least or this year. The name he let slip, I think, but we all know this damage system has been coming up. That's going to affect all the things, and they've talked about it a lot. Did they hint that it was going to be at CitizenCon? Do you guys remember? I don't. I don't recall hearing anything about it. No. It's a. Is this damage system is in like, oh my! You shot me, and now my my power plant yeah. is like damaged. You know? So they they describe it as basically this thing can track bullet penetration, 
it's tracking procedural damage, it's defining how things break apart, and it's applied to ships so, and yeah, weapons so and armor and boxes. Breaking apart as well, yeah. Yeah, um, so it's I a mean, big I think, deal. I think it's something they'll probably talk about at CitizenCon. Um, I haven't heard much about it other than a, a couple of little tiny minor mentions before. Um, but What are they going to talk about at CitizenCon? <laughs> I mean, this the, 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 the sounds like a great yeah. candidate, man. It sounds like a great candidate. I, I get under, you know, they, they demo a ship that gets under attack and then and then they subdue the threat or whatever and then they go out and they pull out their power supply and you can see all these fucking holes in it and shit. That'd be, that'd be epic uh, demonstration. Um, yeah, of course. I just, though, I guess the one thing, the reason I said it the way I did is I think last year we had the demo or the uh, the list of panels, like, weeks before citizen con and we don't have anything right now so it's like what are these like we can we can speculate on this stuff for any number of things but it's kind yeah. of crazy that we actually don't know yet and I, I said to my chat today or yesterday that's fine but if we get into next week and we don't mm. have anything yet then it gets a little scary like do you guys know what you're talking about i think jake was what you're going to talk about i should say jake was in a discord somewhere that got sent to me that said that from like a few days ago, they were still figuring out the length of the show. Wow. Just a few days ago. So it's like, Whoa. Okay. Yeah. That's always so, strange to me. Yeah. I don't remember when we got the schedule last year. I'm actually, I'm looking at it right now or I'm trying to look it up right now and it doesn't say, uh, it, yeah, it doesn't say when the schedule was posted, but it is. It does feel mm. like we are so close. We're two weeks away, and we're like, yeah. yeah, let's let's plan out how we're gonna look at this. I'm like trying to decide how I might do things when I'm on the ground in in the place, and me and my wife are just like, we don't know what's happening. We don't. Yeah, you don't no know idea. when you're available to do stuff and when you're not. The only thing yeah. we really have is that the official bar citizen starts at 6:30 p.m., so we have to know that the panels are <laughs> ending before that. But like. Yeah, besides that, I don't really know when the schedule usually shows up um, or what their panels are going to be. Surely it will be this week. We'll get a, we'll get a schedule. Surely. Yeah, we have to, right? I'd be shocked I, if we didn't. Yeah. I had a video up on it last year at the start of October. So it was nine days before. Okay. okay. Like so they push it pretty so, yeah, so this week makes sense, right? God, my chat is the worst. They make shit up, I guess. That's twice today. <laughs> I trust them. Never ch trust chat. Yeah, it is no, no, chat. Mine are, mine are usually pretty good. So that, it might have been <laughs> earlier than that. That's just when I have a video up on it. So. Okay. Well, I mean, board. I don't think I've known you to get anything up less like more Late. than two days after something happens. Yeah, yeah. My ex girlfriend <laughs> would be like, you know, in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh well, <laughs> God. I look forward to getting the CitizenCon schedule because, like you said, man, there's just so much stuff that they could go over. We have no idea what it is. So mm. um, it will just come out and just be redacted. Uh, ship. They won't have any information. Ship, it will just ship, be like, ship. there is a panel at three o'clock. Yeah. There's no time. Be there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of, that wouldn't be. I kind of like the fact that maybe we don't know because we get to do all this. Like, I wonder what we're going to see. Yeah. And then when we get something we don't expect, it's going to be. Pretty exciting. Oh, I love it's getting like things out of the box. You reckon they're true. having to rewrite the schedule because they, we've already seen the jump point locations? Uh, perhaps. Oh, God. Yeah, but it, but it's if, like, oh, if, we had a plan, but now we've sh we, they've ooh. seen everything. So, Guys, have you ever been, like, how many of you have gone to an actual Star Citizen event before, right? Like, where you're waiting in line, and then the expected time to go in, you don't go in? I've well, seen that, yeah. I, yeah, I've been, I've been a part of a few of these. 
um it's chris <laughs> like that's what it is right he just makes a decision that i don't quite like this and i would like to change it and he might do that <laughs> an hour before so then everybody has to scramble and make a, a new build I... and then do it again uh, right so, i'm yeah. so like that thanks i'm chris. like no i'm yeah. changing it yeah flip. yeah everybody's every you know he's a, an amazing He's an absolutely amazing man, but I would say that that is one of the the flaws that negatively affect the the backers, I guess, in some way, right? It's like that'll get you. Damn, I I'm sitting outside, like I gotta pee. <laughs> like that happened in Germany. Um, all right, I I know I said that was gonna be our last thing. I do want to confirm one more thing before we finish up and do the Q and A. Bounty hunting. That's a big thing. Bounty hunting V2 is supposed to be, they've been teasing it a lot and sort of talking about it here and there. They showed it in ISC. Are we are we about to see virtual AI applied to like the first real profession with bounty hunting V2, you guys think? I think that's a good shout that we could probably see that, yeah. I would be surprised if it's not part of the keynote or like, you know, a, 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 something that drives some kind of narrative within the key, you know, primary demonstration. Yeah. Mm. We've been drip cool. a lot of bounty hunting V2. Yes, for real, yeah. And then like like some non-lethal takedown stuff, you know, that kind of thing going on. That'd be cool. Yeah, it's looking a lot less. It's looking a lot less like take a body with you and much more like put them in a stasis pod though. Yeah, like you need you need the bounty hunting tools or ships to be able to do bounty hunting properly. That's fair. Yeah, I think. Yeah, they showed us that with the hawk. Good point. All right, guys. But does that mean the whole like bounty hunting as we know it isn't going to exist, or is just going to be a separate thing? Like, am I not going to be able to take a Scorpius to go bounty hunting anymore? What is the Scorpius even for? Different types of bounty hunting where you acquire a body or not, right? Yeah, yeah, right. alive or dead, or yeah, okay. what? Maybe who Player knows? Versus NPC. Be kind of but like the difference. I, I think, I think your marker better change. Oh yeah, right. The god <laughs> yeah, marker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, maybe so that's all dependent on the FPS. Hopefully, we'll change quite a bit from that perspective but. like the difference between like a courier mission and actual cargo hauling mission it's kind of like you choose your your flavor sure. i look forward to seeing how it goes uh guys mm. that's about it thank you so much for joining me for this show we will be doing the q a after this for a few minutes we have a couple questions lined up but before we get going for anybody who has come and watched um sorry all of our live viewers i know you're watching this after the fact i don't know what happened with our internet there but everything just started to go haywire about halfway through and as you can see chat has yeah. not moved over the last half hour um i tried we were I talking about help, chris weren't we but i reckon chris got us yeah i think yeah. that was probably it probably it was, i think it was tarada because he was worried he was worried that chris was gonna They're respond to, to us somebody yeah. said we said chris's name three times and and he'll he'll show up stick his hands hey, into your hey. neck code yeah well before we go uh one last time before we head off if you guys could let folks know where they can find your own content if they did like your ramblings today and want to see more of them uh we'll we'll go and reverse this time start with void um, I had to go turn on a light. I missed everything you said. I'm oh. so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just saying, you know, just tell everybody uh, what kind of lights you have in your room. And no, no, no. Uh, uh, if you could introduce yourself, or I guess cool. conclude. I'm um, Voidude from the YouTube channel Voidude Vids. Um, thank you so much for having me tomorrow. This was amazing. Yeah, man. Um, yeah. Cool. Thank you. Well, I enjoyed the discussion a lot. Look yeah. forward to the Q&A. Always a good time talking to you, man. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Am salty. I next? Yeah, you I are think. next. Okay. Yeah. Um, the I, I'm Salty Mike. I'm the the guy that uh, 
we'll we'll make you angry. But yeah, I, I stream on Twitch and have uh, some YouTube content that is borderline bad. So yes, but <laughs> sorry. <laughs> also borderline good. Yes, because if it's borderline bad, there might be some good. Yeah, it's got to be in the middle of something. Yeah, <laughs> but I think I think I'm, I'm hopefully the guy that once you get to know me, you won't dislike as much. So there always go. a good so podcast. Maybe stop by and and hang out. It's always maybe a, I'm not so bad. It's always a great podcast to have you on. I appreciate it. Thank I, you. I always enjoy coming on. Yeah. Uh, Ollie, Ollie, forty-three. Uh, hello. Well, goodbye. I suppose. Uh, <laughs> Ollie, forty-three on YouTube, playing the game, yelling Chris when things don't work. Um, that's Chris. it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Chris. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, board gamer. Uh, I'm board gamer on YouTube. It's board gamer UK, and yeah, if you want daily. Star Citizen news and discussions. That's that's basically what I do. Um, so I hope to see you there. Or on another one of Space Tomatoes' lovely podcasts. Mm. Yay! Board's a busy guy. It's hard <laughs> to get a hold of him. So I'm always happy to have him on the podcast as well. Lazy uh, as well. I'm lazy. Yeah. <laughs> we all are. You're not lazy. Honest. You upload so much content. Ah, but do I? From what I hear, it's content creators, <laughs> it's developers, really anybody surrounding Star Citizen at least according to YouTube comments, pretty lazy. Everyone's lazier than the person clacking their keyboard with nothing better to do. Right? I mean, have you clacked a keyboard? It takes a lot of work. It's true. A lot of clacking. There it is. <laughs> that was work. That was money. I heard it. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you so much again for joining me. Y'all are great, great crew, great crowd. And thank you, everybody who's listened. If you watched on YouTube, good times. If you are listening on the audio platform, congrats. That is ad-free. So much better that way. I prefer it. Um, make sure to check out the weekly podcast launch sequence. We just had a good conversation about what's going on with with uh, Star Citizen and kind of where things are headed in the short term with 3.21. And of course, this will be up on YouTube afterward. You're probably watching it there. Either way, thank you all again for joining us and I'll see you all next month.